Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode seven here of the Empire and XL podcast. I'm your host, Dorf, and joining me each and every week is Josh. How's it going tonight, Josh? We are on camera for the Pretty first good, time. Man. First time on camera here. Uh, we have faces. Yeah. Finally got the, uh, you know, this <laughs> is the first time that uh, I have uh, ever um, produced a show that I've been simultaneously engaged in, you know, you know, hosted, produced it, and ran everything all at once. And this is the first time that, uh, you know, we've, I've gotten the technical side figured out, of putting us on camera. So anywho, welcome to the program tonight. We're going to discuss, uh, the deceased. Ch so the Chaz, we're recording this on the 1st of July. The Chaz was disabled today. And whether or not a Chaz can exist in America. So uh, the Chaz is uh, three, four, five week run, whatever it is, has come to an end. Um, your thoughts on it in general. So let's just re recap it for us, Josh, from your perspective, what happened in Seattle. Um, I mean, you know, the, the title of our show tonight is a catchy one, you know, uh, could can Chaz be done right? We already know the answer that Chaz already had its chance and was not done right. <laughs> but we also know, if we paid attention at all to this over the last few weeks, that it was pretty laughable at times. And um, the way it was, the way they went about it was pretty hysterical in a lot of ways and we know that it was more of a temper tantrum that happened and they allowed it to happen so in essence this I, I equate this to um when your kid is at home and they have a temper tantrum you yell at them and um or you take them to their room or do whatever you're going to do but in this case this is like your kid has a temper tantrum but you're in Kroger, and you don't want to look like a total jerk parent and really take control of the situation, so you just let it happen no matter how embarrassing it is. And that's kind of like what Chaz was, is that the powers that be felt guilty or felt that they looked bad, so they didn't want to look worse by chastising the Chazers, so instead they, they let them go for a little while. Um, so when we say can Chaz be done right, what we're really asking, can any autonomous zone potentially be done right? And could it actually work in, you know, in real life context? That makes sense? Yeah. And that, and that's, that's, you know, excellent framing of the question there. That's kind of where I wanted to end up. Um, I will, I w I'm going to argue here tonight that chazzes exist all over the country. It's just, generally speaking, you don't walk into an established city, plop down a tent encampment, and says, and say, "Mine now, gimme, gimme stuff." It's you. <laughs> they're usually right. out in middle America. Uh, somebody buys or acquire somehow acquires a large plot of land, sets up a uh, an encampment or you know a compound or whatever you want to call it. And there are many of those commune. that live in commune, compound, whatever, and they live off the land. And, and those, those sort of communes or compounds 
exists both on the you, you want to call it the fringe right and the fringe left and they have for many years this is just the first time that you know the larpers let's call them uh decided that uh we were gonna you know that they wanted to try and uh set up in an established city and to say mm, i know and it, the only reason it was that the Chaz was allowed to exist for as long as it did is that uh, it was allowed to. And the second that it was no longer allowed to, you see it folded like a cheap lawn chair, it was dismantled in under an hour. Yeah. And I'd like to discuss, you know, the when it comes to Chaz, the missed opportunity on both sides of this and the mismanagement on both sides of this, not only was Chaz horribly mismanaged, of course, and like you said, it was, you know, you can't just steal a piece of land, basically, and, you know, fence it off and say, this is mine, and you can't take it, and then let it go to hell in a matter of 36 hours. But where the statists, if you will, missed an opportunity was I think initially, this is my opinion now, I think initially they were dumb to let it happen. But then when they did, I could see the I could see the benefits of letting it happen. But they didn't let it go long enough. They should have truly let it happen and let them really make a disaster of it in order to to totally prove a point. To prove that point that this was pathetic. In my opinion, they should have let him go for four or five months and wait till, you know, starving chazers were just begging and pleading oh, I to mean, please the, get out the, of the, the game. The farming they attempted to do was laughable. They, uh. <laughs> they were gonna all enough, eat like three pieces of lettuce. They, they planted enough <laughs> vegetables. Not even like the calorie dense ones that that by planting them manually and harvesting them manually would result in like a hundred calorie deficits per unit of food. Um, right. And it would you know there was roughly at one at peak I believe twenty five hundred people in the Chaz. Uh, it could have fed like twelve of them for a week. <laughs> right. Yeah. They they were all gonna live off like a half a dozen pieces of lettuce. Okay? Yeah. The lettuce and kale and and it's just like well you didn't even. Like a, like you didn't even plant that stuff right, and B, like you got to be doing like taters, squash, uh, dense, bit thick, hearty vegetables, um, and not to mention right yeah. something you, something you can boil along with along with dirt to give it some flavor or something you know, <laughs> like yeah. they used to in uh, you know in, in uh, the world wars in the trenches and stuff you know I mean some you know get some potato and boil it with some sawdust and make a make a hearty meal out of it yeah but but yeah you you certainly aren't going to get there with uh with, with lettuce and kale yeah absolutely not so but do you do you agree that they would have been better off that the the status if you will would have been better off to let them go for a while um to to, the real to let politique, this really fail i think that Let, let's 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 name the factions here. So, Donald Trump, in at, not exercising federal authority for as long as he did, I think they got the point across to those who would listen, and they got enough footage for their campaign commercials for the rest of the time. 
I think he let it go on uh, long enough that he got what he what he needed out of it. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin should have, if she was smart enough to play the long game, would have killed it immediately. Because these these aren't like dedicated people who live in a commune. There's plenty of successful communist communes operating in the United States. Right. There's plenty of them. Uh, they they get along with their neighbors. Uh, they choose to do what they want to do, and uh, you know they get left alone. The if Jenny Durkin was smart, she would have known this was going to go sideways immediately. It would have never allowed it to kick off. Because all you did was essentially give the propaganda win to your political opponents. Yeah, you got to own Trump for two days, but then as soon as the first person died or the first video came out of them beating somebody up or the first video came out of a scrawny-looking vagrant shitting in the streets, you lost. It was game over. Um, Right. You can't... The fact that that was allowed to continue um, beyond that point is just a loss for those in uh, Democrat circles, let's call it. Because, it, it, you know, right, wrong, or otherwise, there will be a significant amount of the center. This will you know, motivate the right. Significant amount of people in the center will be like, God, those Democrats are fucking crazy. And will then, in turn, vote Repu- be motivated to vote Republican. And you don't stand to gain anything. After yeah. about hour thirty six, when that first negative headline came out about it, right? You know, and I mean, you know, and you're you're good to point out the you know the state perspective, the federal perspective. Whose job is it? Run the citywide, you know, whose job is it really to to step in and stop this? And that is a tough call. Um, I mean. Civic governments don't really have that kind of power. I guess it should really be the well, state. Well, they were the ones that, that broke it up. The would... city, the city police were the ones that right. rolled in at five o'clock Pacific this morning and said, "You have five minutes to get up and get out," and dismantled and rolled the thing in under an hour. Yeah, but and and I guess you know, good for them, I guess. But Josh. Uh... I think we, you know, the idea of living in a in a chaz. I mean, this gets to the concept you see some people, especially in right wing internet circles, talk about the potential balkanization of America. Living in a a commune or, or chaz or autonomous zone, of people who are like minded with you, does that sound appealing, or would you get sick of everybody? Uh, you know, if, if if there was, if you lived with uh, two hundred copies of yourself, would you get sick of it? Um. No. No. <laughs> I, I I think I think I'd prefer it. I think I'd prefer it. I mean, that that's kind of like a why not both question, you know? Sure. Like yes, but I I'm you know I'm pretty much sick of regular life too. So, um, would I get as sick of it as I do? Is I get as sick of everything else normally in life? Probably not. I think it'd be preferable. Okay. Um, but. I think it would be cool, but then there's the ultimate risk of any time you get such um, groups of like-minded people together, you, they're very, very prone to purity spirals, and then you end up getting in the, well, you're, you know, 
I'm the most libertarian. I'm the most conservative. I'm the most nationalist. I'm the most, you know, most socialist. I'm the best communist, whatever. Dick measuring contests that end and often devolve into violence. Um, sure. It's, I'm not it's sure. like if you've ever been on a, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, it's like if you've ever been on an internet forum, but um, <laughs> if you've that, ever that spent any time on, that... if you've ever spent any time on Reddit um, or Twitter. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I, I, I've joined groups with like-minded people before, and it instantly just leaves to everybody saying, you know, do you even libertarian, bro? Yeah. It, it's you know. You know. <laughs> you you drew, <laughs> but my roads, man. <laughs> um, my roads. My roads, my bridges. <laughs> Anywho, um, I. I, I think that, you know, I, I don't know that I would I would like to do it. I think that, well, that this becomes for me from being a, uh, you know, for the longest time a fence-sitting, middle-of-the-road, wishy-washy, unopinionated person, that I think if we, if I went to where I am now and, and, uh, and you know, if there was a group of me's put together in a, in a, in a chaz, let's say, if we got a, a, a plot of land in Nebraska or Texas or Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, whatever. I, I don't know that I'd want to live there. Uh, I think the lack of variety would be cool for the beginning, but man, God, that would get old after about three to six months. Um, I don't know that I want to do it, but at the same time, uh, allowing the chat, you know, I, I, I just don't think it will ever happen. I know that the, the, it's talked about all the time about the, the balkanization or potentially of America. I just don't think it will happen. Yeah, and that, actually, in Dorf, I would actually love to have that as the topic, along with the idea, and, you know, I don't want to get into this too much because I think it'd be a different show, but the idea that there's a lot of people you you hear people kicking around the idea that there's a civil war happening in the in the US and not so much a violent one but the idea that the ideologies have grown it's a culture war in it's such different civil. directions yeah right okay that that works but that the ideologies have grown off in such different directions that they just can't possibly stand together and this idea that you know, instead of this erupting into a actual war, is it possible in any way, shape, or form to split the country up into two places? You know, into these um, leftist strongholds and right-wing strongholds. I don't think. And maybe they uh, could Josh, even have a alliance there. in some way. It, you've got. It's not that bad if. Civil arrest and what you saw in Provo, Utah this week, where uh, somebody, you know, spontaneous protest, somebody got stuck in, you know, went down the wrong street, all of a sudden ended up in the middle of the protest, and somebody got shot. You know, a protester walked up to the side of the vehicle that was surrounded by people, attempting not to hit them, drew a firearm, and shot them through their, their passenger side window. The guy survived uh, that was shot. The shooter has been arrested. If that kind of a political or deemed political assassination was a regular thing or started creeping into the heartland more frequently, I think you, you would have a point and that would be something we would need to consider. But we're really not there yet. Outside of 
like four cities. I mean, Portland's going to Portland. Portland has, you know, Antifa riots year-round just because. Uh, Atlanta is calmed down, as you can see. Minneapolis is largely calmed down. I think that this is the idea that we're devolving into a, a mass nationwide civil conflict. You know, it won't be two governmental units, you know, fighting in street battles, but it'll be politically affiliated gangs potentially doing stuff with each other. I just don't think we're there. I live in the fourth largest city in Indiana. You know, if you do, do a quick Google search, you know where that is. If nothing's happening. I, Josh, I know you live in the metro Detroit area. After the first like, two weeks, has anything happened in Detroit? Um, it's still, I mean, I don't know, dude. Is there's still stuff going Detroit? on here is it daily. Any more violent than it, it Detroit normally is? Violent, no. No, I mean, I don't think uh, the area of Detroit I um, I live in has uh, gotten any less safe during this. But, um, you know, Detroit's not, you know, Detroit and safety aren't words that are typically synonymous with each other. And I feel like you walk into Detroit and a lot of protesters are going to walk in with their signs and be like, oh, you know, rioters and looters show up to Detroit and they're just going to look around and be like, oh, somebody already did this, bitch. Let's get out of here. Yeah. But, um and so I, I don't really think it matters that much in, in that regard. But uh, but the idea but you're that right. we're I mean, melting down Dorf... and losing you're hearing you're still hearing a story every day because it's going to pop up. And I really think you look actually look at the data that we we in a previous podcast together um, we discussed the the Hidden Tribes report. It was researched by. Uh, I believe led by Jonathan Heidi, a psychologist. I believe he works for Columbia, if I remember correctly. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to determine the true political leanings of America. Those on the, quote, radical left only make up 8% of the population. Those on the radical right is even smaller of a number. How many of those 8% are willing to go to prison or willing to die for the cause? No, they're... The majority of the people there are LARPers. And the only way I could see that changing, that people, you know, are people are only willing to riot and commit street violence and property destruction because there hasn't been consequences until now. Well, guess what? Investigations take time. They want to make sure they get them right. People are going to start going. You're going to see thousands of people go to jail over everything that you've seen happen recently. How many of those people are willing to, you know, of those that are left, are willing to go to jail, and how many of those are willing to die for it? I would argue very, very small amount. The only thing that I could think would change this paradigm would be a, either a presidential, like a, you know, Donald Trump gets assassinated, or like Nancy Pelosi gets off, or, you know, a top Democrat gets off, or, or, or Joe Biden gets off. That would be the only way I could see that paradigm breaking where, you know, semi-organized factions would start shooting at each other. Offensively, not in a defensive manner. Dorf, I, I absolutely see your point, but you have to acknowledge that, yes, those numbers are small, but they are being publicized more and they are raising exponentially well, here's right the now. Thing. You're, what you, what and you're not seeing... if they continue, I just, if they continue at that rate, which they probably won't, 
They probably won't. But if they continue at that rate, then in three months from now, we have a huge problem. Then it really is happening. Josh, All that stuff you said can't off. happen as, is as happening. You notice the mainstream media who's, you know, it's, it's, it's eyeball chasing has switched back to the Rona. Doesn't riots are no mm-hmm. longer wall to wall, cover to cover, twenty two hours a day on the average news station. It's Rona again. Riot, riots twenty twenty are largely right. over because they're no longer politically useful for the propagandists. The, you know, riot. I that agree. And if anyone riots, out there, that doesn't mean that street violence won't happen across the country because it's an election year. It happens every year. Always has. Always probably will. But the idea that this country will start to get into a hot civil war? No, not not this time around. Unless, of course, like I mentioned, there's a, a political assassination or like a, you could say a mass shooting at a political rally. That means you might see a hot civil war. But there's a very good chance that's coming. When, when the buttons keep being pushed, which let's face it, they are. You know, like you said, we're back to the Rona. We're back on the COVID. That's that's the hotness right now. Um, but is this cycle going to continue? Are we going to go from this to murder butterflies to the next shooting to um, to uh, now now we're doing bigger riots in the street and now it's getting closer to the election and now it's COVID twenty and now it's um, you know, murder hamsters, and now this time the aliens that the CIA admitted they saw, they, you know, they landed this time, and now we got the big-time riots, and Trump won, slash Trump lost, slash whatever's next, and if, if this cycle continues, it will eventually bust. It will eventually blow up. Sure. I mean, I, so we're going to have to get back to some sort of normal here, and I don't, I'm not talking about the new normal, that the you know that CNN and Fox News wants to talk about. I'm talking about actual normal. You know, we're going to have to get back to to real normal here soon because people are people are done with this. I mean, now it's the. I mean, we're going to have a big battle over the masks. They're going to shut down the restaurants again. They're going to shut. You know, I mean, we're, we're going to be allowed to get one haircut every six months. This is. Yeah, I saw that they, uh, cool, they shut man. down the bars again in your state. So the defined as seventy five. They did. Or seventy or seventy five percent revenue from alcohol. Um, doesn't. Oh yeah, it, there there is some sort of thing. I, you know, Dorf, I should know this since I live here. Um, but I was kind of prepping for the show and said I wasn't really. Oh, it's 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 less than it's less than like and, three hours old. So you didn't. You're not that far behind. Yeah. Right, right, and uh, it's so I didn't um, I didn't catch it exactly. I, yeah, it did say something about um, bars, not just restaurants, not. But I, to be honest, I kind of took it as this is the first wave of what's happening at 11 p.m. tonight. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if in 36 hours every eatery is closed again. Well, you know, I, I don't know that for sure. That's a total guess, of course. It's, it's stupid. It's 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 data illiteracy at this point. This is what happens when you put, you know, like I think we've said. I don't know if we said it on this show, but we said it before. Politics is Hollywood for ugly people. Yeah, it's what happens when you put absolutely 
illiterate rubes won a popularity contest. Quite frankly, if you actually look at the data, the average age of infection has dropped it into the 30s. The average age of death in my state is still over 80 years old. Right. Infections are growing, yes. You are also testing 600,000 people a day nationwide. Young people are finally triaged to the point where they can get a test if they want one. Young people have no problems if they're not immunocompromised dealing with this. So let's get back to normal. If you're immunocompromised, you already take precautions anyway. Get over yourself and let's go back to normal life. I'm with you, man. You know, I'm with you. I'm ready for it. So yeah, I mean, um, oh, go ahead. We can, let's do a second topic here. I know it's not okay. Ma- mandatory mask. Right? Laws. No, that's fine. Mandatory mask laws. There hasn't, there is, has been a a mandatory mask law instituted previously at a nationwide level during the Spanish flu outbreak of 1918. The it was never challenged or adjudicated in a federal court its constitutionality. So it hasn't, it's got fresh eyes, there is no judicial presence, or precedent rather, for the subject. In your mind, Josh, A, are mandatory mask laws, if one were to come down the pipe, would it be constitutional? B, what, you know, is it a good idea in your opinion I, yeah, a terrible idea, terrible idea, and um, as unconstitutional as something could be, in essence, in, in, in my opinion. To me, the idea that one could state that a mandatory mask law works within the parameters of the Constitution has, at that point, the, the Constitution, just burn it, just burn it, it's worthless. It is. It's beyond worthless, and you are acknowledging that personal liberty and personal responsibility to have no place in the Constitution. And if you know anything about the Constitution, you know that that's all it's about. That that is everything that it's about is personal choice and personal liberty. So the idea that a mask law is, is constitutional, absolutely not. Not in any way, shape, or form. Could it ever be deemed as such? And um, I'm sorry if if you are gonna tell your people to you you know you must wear masks. Tell a free people, free. I'm doing air quotes here. If you're gonna try to tell a free people that they must wear a mask to leave their homes, then I mean that's slavery, people. That is that is and. For those people to get mad that uh, they feel like I'm calling them a sheep because they're outside wearing a mask, well, I'm sorry, yes, get mad, yes, I'm calling you a sheep. Um, that that mask is a symbol of servitude. It is symbolic of your submission. It is not for your safety. This is um, this is 1984 Brave New World stuff here, folks. Bad news. Bad news. That's just my opinion, though. I 
I am per in my personal life from a practical perspective. I'm wearing one in public, not outdoors, but like in, in when I go grocery shopping as a pragmatic step to avoid conflict. Um, I don't last thing I want to do is have an issue with Corona Karen where because I'm the large hulking white dude, there's a physical confrontation. I'm going to end up on the wrong side of it no matter what. I, from a philosophical perspective, absolutely agree with you, Josh. It is absolutely not congruent with the Constitution of the United States. It violates a number of uh, amendments. I just, I just can't. I, I, and I know that ultimately it will be challenged uh, in court by somebody. And it will be successfully overturned. But in the meantime, you know, and the nature of unconstitutional edicts, they will stand until struck down. Um, I, I just, I just, I hate it, but I'm just going to, you know, I'm, I'm not willing to, this is not a hill I'm going to die on pragmatically, even though I agree it's totally wrong. And if... I'm not ill or susceptible. I'm, I'm, I don't think I would necessarily need to, to need one. But then again, we have children in office who, you know, unfortunately, people can't be treated like individuals. They have to be treated like sheep. So we have to make top-level policies that take out all personal responsibility because, you know, we're treated as children. Um, I mean, Dorf, the, the problem is is that most people are just wearing them for the reason you're wearing. Most people are just wearing them to be rule followers because they don't want the conflict. Because I respect it. I do. I get what you're saying. I do, oh, I, I do I, understand I, I totally, what I you're totally saying. I totally feel that it's, it's wrong and, and stupid and not effective – in the majority of cases, especially because considering, like, I would argue 50% of the population is wearing a ineffective mask incorrectly, like not covering the nose or not a, there's not a seal on the bottom. Like, if you don't have to draw air through it, there's no point in wearing it except for the blocking, potentially, of expelled like if you cough keeping that from you know expelling outward but if i'm not coughing there's there's not a point if i'm not wearing it correctly um i just i i don't know that there's ever a point i mean but this i mean and by the way i mean it's it's coming into summer now it was 91 degrees today where where i live oh same here. um the, you know, I mean, okay, you got to speed. Listen, um, I was outside all day in this stuff. Um, there, there's no way you can do it outside. And by the way, all, all you, um, you know, pseudo medical experts out there, because you watch watch TV or listen to the radio, um, having a mask on your face and huffing in your own carbon dioxide all day isn't healthy for anybody. There's a reason your body expels that stuff, okay? So, 
the idea that you're being healthy or doing something good is it's nonsense. You're not. You're you're not doing anything good. So I, I I'm serious, Dorf. This is this is a call for people to me. You if you don't want to be wearing a mask now now's the time to to not wear a mask. Uh, you said this wasn't the hill you wanted to die on. I love that expression and I respect that. Well, this will be my hill. Okay. I, I have yet to have a mask on my face ever in my life, and I won't. I won't. So they can arrest me. I'm not saying that, um, you know, five cops who are bigger than me can't pin me down and strap one to my face. I, I'll probably lose that fight. But I, I'm, I, it's going to be a fight, though. You know, I, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm not. And I do respect the authority of a business owner to say it's private property you cannot wear a mask when you, if you enter my store i hate it but i do respect their about, authority to do that what about so what i'm doing is mandating of wearing a mask or the inver i think you were saying the inverse there that no masks in my establishment i let's put it this way the gun range that i go to on a regular basis they won't let you in the door with one. They need to know who you yeah, are. Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah, not to not to, to mention that each, each one of the guys that works in there is is at least double strapped, and that they would ultimately right. win the battle the battle against intruder. But they want to know. They need to know who you are. It's crazy. Do you look at at, at at prosecutors that they they're joking about how you know someone walks you know the new normal is walking into a bank masked. Masked. The uh, right. Hilarious. They put people Hilarious. in jail for less. People have gone yeah. to jail for a long Absolutely. time for less. And as people should know out there, um, I think we've said this on the show before. I'm not positive if we said it on the Empire in Exile or not, but if you are a concealed weapons permit anywhere in this country, it is against federal law for you to be wearing a mask. It's it's there. It's and yeah, so the the su if you think the suggestion of your governor or the suggestion of your mayor or even some weak legislation pushed through by your state legislature trumps that federal law, you are very wrong. You are you couldn't be more in the wrong. So as a semi new concealed carrier, it, uh, that's good to know. I wasn't aware of that. I should probably know that. <laughs> It hasn't yeah, happened. I mean, is, uh... It hasn't happened yet, where that those I've I've done those two things simultaneously. But that's good to know. Should probably remember that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I I think a lot of people don't know that because when you got your CCW nine months ago or five years ago or seventeen years ago or whenever you got it. Why would that be the thing you took note of? Nobody's walking around wearing masks all the time. You never wore a mask in your In most your places, life. it's That's... actually illegal to attend a, a protest and conceal your identity. Right, right. Which, actually, that's bullshit, too. But, you know, while, while we're talking about constitutionality, but... I agree, what I I've agree been doing with you, Dorf... but that, that, that's one of those things that it's never been challenged. And because... Mm -hmm. uh, those laws were originally put into effect to uh, go after the Klan, and now we're right. being used to go after the uh, the you know the Antifa. So there, people are going to leave that alone because it. Why it may not be constitutional in the end, it sure is practical. 
now and you know then sure. you know before and and now you know dorf what i've been doing is because i do respect a the business they have a right to say you can wear a mask or not wear a mask um but i've been taking note of the places that let you do what you want yeah i have um there are half a dozen places right around me that have had no problem at all with me walking in there with no mask on and i will remember that once this is over i will continue to support those businesses that's important to me now not that my business is going to make or break them but it'll help you know and i what if have, there's um, enough people like you i've certainly taken note of that okay I'm sorry. What was that? I'm sorry. Uh, it, it, if there's enough people like you, it'll certainly make an impact. I, I hope so. I hope so. And um, and listen, I've walked into several places already where there's a sign on the door that says masks are required. I've walked in there. I walk in slow. And if they were to say to me, masks are required, you have to leave, I would walk around. I would turn around and leave. I, you know. I'm not going to throw a fit that it is their right. They are a business. I don't like what their right is stemming from. I don't like it that they are enforcing that right but do you, because but do you they're at scared least of what the state's going to do to them. It's their business. They can refuse to service whoever they please. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why if I were to walk into the, one of those places and they said, no mask, you have to leave, I would leave. Um, with that being said, Dorf, that has not happened. Well, here, here's why. And here's General another, today. There's another interesting point here. The reason that businesses are unlikely to challenge you is, is all you have to say is, for medical reasons, I can't. And if they ask you why or to prove it, they're foul of healthcare privacy laws, HIPAA laws. <laughs> so, right. just... No, I I can't health health reasons is all you have to say. And if they challenge you on it, start recording and get ready for your giant payday. Because they're asking. Um, you I in have public. been They are asking right. you in public to disclose private health care information. Whoops. I've been just, I've I've been being prepared to just tell people that I have FAD induced asthma. Um, that's freedom anxiety disorder, but um. I haven't really had the opportunity to do so yet. I've also been carrying um, a note in my back pocket that says I can do what I want uh, the um, in case Swanson. someone. Yes, the Ron... I couldn't think of his name, right? I was going to Swanson say the Ron note. Swanson the Ron note. The but... Ron Swanson note. I love it. Yes. I, I have... Yeah, I, have I, haven't, carrying... I haven't unironically used that, but I have, you know, I, I forget what it, there's been several situations where I, I, I come to my computer and print myself off. Uh, I can do what I want. Dwarf. <laughs> yeah. My, my, mine's Where's a piece of loose leaf paper. It, it just says I can do what I want. Dr. Josh. <laughs> I'm acting as my own doctor, which I have the right to do because it's a free country. God damn it. Good. So, so I don't know. Dorf, I do think, um, I think this mask thing is gonna is gonna come to come to a head. I do, um, um, and I do think it's going to end with um, with you know governments making it, states making it mandatory, 
And I also think it's going to end with um, cops being forced to make that decision. Am I really going to arrest this dude just because he wouldn't put a mask on his face? You know? Um, we'll see. Maybe I'll be that guy. I don't know. Although I'm not the guy that's going to say, no, damn it, I came here for cheese and I got my right to cheese at Dollar General, so I'm not putting a mask on. If they ask me to leave, I'll leave. I'll go buy my cheese somewhere else. Yeah, that's that's how I am. Yeah, went into my favorite Mexican place today to get uh, to uh, get some dinner for my son and I. They got signs up saying masks are required. I walked in there like I owned the place, like I was Boba Fett or something. And they gave me the same, "Hey Josh, how you doing?" That I always get. I paid him my money. They gave me my food. You know, I don't know. It's um. Yeah. Yeah, and, and but I am. I admit, Dorf. I'm. I am. When I say, "Oh, I've never worn a mask," and I've yet to, you know, no one's asked me to leave or anything. I fully admit, I'm avoiding the places that I know Would won't let me go in. You know, I'm not going to the big. Yeah, I'm not going to the big grocery stores because I, I don't want to deal with like you said. I don't want to deal challenged. with the COVID. Quite frankly, I don't. There may be people that'll shoot you an ugly look or scurry past you, but I don't think, I think the direct, the corporate directive is to not challenge people on it. I mean, you it's, saw, you well, saw like the you one video earlier, from, though. you saw the video running around the internet of, uh, the boomer going into Walmart and the guy, the greeter trying to physically stop him and he tries to shove him out yeah. of the way and falls on his face, but, um, it goes in anyway without it. But I, outside of that, I mean, you, you're not seeing a lot of, uh, corporate directives saying to enforce that law because at the same time you ain't law enforcement is it worth getting in a fight over no because guess what i think even the smart people in, in at the top of corporations realize it's all bullshit right right and why do they want to lose business at the end of the day do they care if the money came from somebody uh, a masked person or an unmasked person no because quite mean, frankly I, I, want, as I, they want my business, I want my businesses to be amoral uh, that's a that's a topic for right. another show. Should, should capitalism require businesses to be amoral, but um, or the only morality be the almighty dollar? Um, sure, we should do that. We add that to the topic list. Um, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that soon. I like that topic. Sure. All right, man. Let's get let's wrap. You know, let's put, I, listen. Go ahead. Yeah, no, for sure. Let let's let's wrap it up here. Let's put a bow on it. But. Um, like you had said earlier in this topic, though, it's I have never worried once that somebody from a, um, the store itself or the business is going to say anything. Um, but it's it's more the the COVID Karens, you know, the the you know somebody flipping out and saying, Where, "Where's your mask?" Which one person said to me at church. I said, oh, I, "I don't wear a mask." That's all I said. You know, when someone at church said that. And I was wrong earlier when I said I'd never been kicked out. I walked into a speedway when the mask thing first started. The guy said, uh, masks are required. And I just turned around and left. I got gas somewhere else. Um, when I got tires, they said, uh, do you have a mask? I said, no. I said, my tires are already ordered. Do you want my money or not? <laughs> you know? So for the most part, it's it's very, uh, it, it's, you know, it's it hasn't been confrontational or anything. It's just been, I'm I'm doing me. You do you. Sure, sure. You know, all in all those instances happened like the the first forty eight hours of the mask craze. 
none of it's happened since I, I I've lived my life maskless and loved it. I mean, look at this face. How, you, this is what a great what a great topic for our first video show. Look at this face. Would you cover this face with a mask? It's adorable. Oh, I gave Come you on. crap at the beginning of the show. Who, who like, would want to do that? You gotta, you gotta do something <laughs> for this video to make my face look skinnier. And I told you to throw a beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's true. No, I know. I'm, I'm like a hundred years old and disgusting. I'm totally kidding. If anyone should wear a mask, it's me. Um, <laughs> it's not to protect people from your uh, the spew of your lungs. It's from the ugliness of your face. <laughs> Right, yeah, it's just, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I'm ugly. I can look at myself in the mirror. So do you, pal. No mask. There is no hiding from this. All right, man. I think that's going to do it here tonight. Wow. We so, didn't, we didn't, we we jumped topic, but I kind of like the jump. So, well, you know what? what? I know we've been trying to find a way to uh, make multiple segments and post them separately. We just did. All right. Oh, let's play this. Get the outro music going. Maybe. There we go. That's going to wrap up episode 70 here of the Empire Next Podcast. You can find us each and every Tuesday. Uh, generally speaking, posted 7 a.m. Eastern. This last episode was VIP. Uh, so for Josh, I'm your host, Dorf. See you all next week.